Good evening and welcome to PCR Sports. Uh, you're tuned in to PCR Extra. Thursday night is your sports night. How are you doing? I'm in the studio tonight. It's Pip and it's Shane and Aldrin with me. How are you? All right. Are you, are you recording this, by the way? Yeah, of course I'm <laughs> Just checking. Last time you were in that seat, you didn't record it. So. Feels a bit weird being on this side after the last few weeks. Yeah. yeah. Hence why, hence, why, hence why he's just the second walk through the door. <laughs> yeah, I had to get him ready to start. I'm like, I can't wait for him. Uh, I was, uh, I was uh, dis- both discussing. Miss- you narrowly missed a week's fine. <laughs> both of you. I was discussing ice hockey with an ice hockey fan. Were you? Where yeah. is he? Uh, I, 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 he wouldn't come in. Why not? Uh, I'm, I'm working on him. <laughs> we need him in. We need him in. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I, yeah, I'll, uh, interesting about the point scoring and things like that. So yeah, yeah. we'll talk about that in a bit. We need to order him, in, um, offer him incentives to come in. <laughs> yeah, he's a Chelsea fan as well. So is he? Oh. Yeah, so we're entertaining all the way around. I think that's why yeah. he's not in. <laughs> <laughs> not after this week's result. <laughs> so uh, no, but yeah, he's uh, he said it's getting more and more exciting at Peterborough at the moment, which is great. Oh, he's a uh, Peterborough fan now, is he? Yeah, Peterborough Ice Hockey, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, uh, Cracking run, 11 games unbeaten. Oh, yeah. In a row, so winning, not even unbeaten. Yeah, 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 definitely. So, so But it's interesting about other league scores. So, uh, they, they, well, it's two points for a win. Yeah. Uh, if you win in extra time, you still get two points, but the team that took you to extra time also get a point. So even though they end up losing, they get a point f- yeah. for pushing. So it's uh, designed to try and get people to really push and try and win and mm-hmm. uh, during the, the actual game, which I think uh, probably is, well, you know, it's a frantic game anyway, but towards the end of some of the quarters, I can imagine it gets pretty pretty, pretty yeah. mental. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How, how many uh, points do you get for blood content <laughs> on, on ice? Well, there, there, is actually a, there is actually a league for, uh, for players as well, point system for players. Okay. So... Um, 10 points is the start of the uh, suspensions and fines. <laughs> right. Uh, and it goes up. And if um, teams get, uh, teams actually can get uh, the bench and everybody's in, involved in this. Managers, coaches, if they mouth off too much, they all get points. And if a team gets too many points in general, then the team gets busted as well. Oh, right. In, in a hole. So okay. they are trying to keep it as clean as possible, uh, yeah, despite yeah. everything that you see going on on the, on the ice. <laughs> Sounds great. We're gonna, I say we're, we're going to go and... Uh, Maybe record ourselves one night at a game. Yeah, we and should, we could, and we could Post use some of the best socials. bits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to take take a short video or yeah, selfie at the ice rink. I'll bring a couple of short sticks just in case we're not happy with the amount of content on the ice, and we'll start our own. Just <laughs> start our own ruckus. Start our own ruckus in the stands. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think it sounds like a, a great night. Um, I've got a couple, quite a few friends that go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with their sons. Um, so. Uh, yeah, they always want me to go along. Well, I think, I think we we need to go. I think so. Yeah, we should start visiting some of our local sporting um, venues and teams. Yeah, and, yeah. and events. So the posh and uh, PSL all doing well as well. Oh, so and the uh, the Speedway in their uh, anniversary year, their special year. There's well, a lot happening in 2020. There is exciting times in the city. What's happened this weekend, Dip? Right, local sports. That's a brilliant <laughs> good segue. Lead into it. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> perfectly. Well, as, as we know, Peter United haven't played um, since our last show, mainly because they they played fixtures already, and there were a couple of games ahead of people two in some way three, maybe four games ahead of some of them. Um, there's still a couple of games, that, maybe a game <coughs> ahead of a couple. There's, of them. there's a couple of teams still got a game in hand. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's good. I like looking at the table now. 
because it's now you know it's a bit where more realistic. Stand. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, and they're still in with the chance of they are. They yeah. are. They're clinging on to that sixth place playoff place because a 97th minute equaliser by Sunderland at Fleetwood stopped Peterborough stop dropping out of the playoff uh, position. So, yeah, never, never mind the playoff position. They're still looking at the top top well, two. Funny you should say that because the manager Darren Ferguson says top two is an absolute is the absolute target, uh, but we will have to repeat a long winning run for it to happen. We are uh, capable of doing it again, and we're still within reach. But our focus for now has is winning at Burton away on Saturday. And of course, Ivan Tony's back now from his suspension. No, he misses one more game. Oh, one more. Yeah, of course they Burton haven't game. played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, this is a Burton game. Their running's looking pretty good, isn't it, in favour of them, in regards to teams around them or below them? Um, oh, we can have a look. Huh? I think they've got a pretty good running. I heard they had, to be honest. A favourable running. Yeah. Well, to be fair, yeah. they were, recently they've been blowing teams away. I mean, they've, beat, they've been beating rivals, haven't they? So, yeah. So, <clears throat> unless they're a Liverpool in disguise... <coughs> Apart from this season, they they can um, you know they can beat the top sides and they can beat the bottom sides. They won't struggle against the bottom sides. No, so um, yeah, so they've got enough firepower to beat these sides. So I I I think they're on a roll, and I think they're they'll they should finish in the top two. Okay, so looking at the fixtures then, so Burton Albion away this uh, this Saturday. Cluffy uh, Burton are in twelfth position. Nigel. Yeah, Nigel yeah. Cluffy. <laughs> uh, so. Burton Albion 12th, Peterborough obviously 6th. Going into March, uh, Peterborough United at home to Portsmouth. Uh, that's a fairly big year because that's a team that's just above them in 5th place at the moment. Then it's Bolton Wanderers away. Obviously Bolton and Bolton having mixed, a mixed season. Bristol Rovers at home. Bristol Rovers on mid-table at 13th. Blackpool at home, which is live on Sky TV. And Blackpool are positioned in 14th, so another mid-table side. So that's that's March done, and then into April away at Coventry, uh, which is not an easy one. Cause Coventry that's a biggie. In, they're in second place at the moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. home to Milton Keynes in the regional derby. So that'd be a cracking game. Away at Sunderland, um, home to Shrewsbury Town if they're not flooded, and away at Rochdale in April as well, and then into May, one more game home at Tranmere. What, did you say they're away at Milton Keynes? Uh, no, home to. Okay. Yeah. I'll just save us going to watch that game because, you know, you'll get lost trying to find the parking space. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> it's a, uh, That's a history thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <coughs> that a is a private joke no one else will get. <laughs> We've mentioned it on air a few times. Yeah, to we be have. Fair. <laughs> you have. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not a bad running. It could be doable. It could be on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's like... Darren Ferguson says in his quote, they have to put a, put together the sort of run they had before. <laughs> Seven games, uh, winning or unbeaten, whatever it was. So, And the more, if they can get a, a string going, yeah. a string of games going, it's just going to put pressure on the teams that are near is, yeah. them, around them, isn't it? So yeah. they're going to be looking over their shoulders and starting to worry. Yes. Okay. Great. Yeah, should be good. Watch out for that. So, more on Posh, obviously, as it happens. Uh, we'll keep an eye on things on this show and uh, bring you the latest. Uh, to a stick with Peter United, but on the ladies' side of things, the ladies won 5-2 in a quarter semi... Sorry, progressed into semi-finals of the East Midlands League Cup after winning 5-2 against Rotherham United. So, good luck to ladies in the semi-final. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, fantastic play there. Um, soon to be the City rivals, Peter <laughs> Short Sports and Leisure. 
See, we're urging this. This has got to happen. Yeah, we, we want have this. got to become a two club city, haven't we? That'd be um, amazing. So, speak to Bruce Force Leisure, a, a sitting brilliantly and second in the in their league at the moment. Uh, they won five 0 at home to St Ives in the in the sort of regional derby, and then threw three away at th- drew three all, three all away at Hednesford Town on Tuesday. Okay, who scored the goals? I don't know. <laughs> told me end. <laughs> find out for you. Okay. Uh, and they face Hitching Town away on Saturday. Well, if you're going to, you know, do your job properly, you know, we want the goal part, scorers. Maybe that can become your job. You can be, <laughs> our, you can be our PSL correspondent. Who, who, who scored the ladies' goals in the uh, Peterbury? No? <laughs> Don't know. Okay. Sorry. So you just kind of like grab this a few headline headlines. News. Headline news. This oh. is headline news. <laughs> We've got an hour and a half show, you know, if you want to do proper, you know. you <laughs> PSL, though, looking at the league, yeah. they've, most teams around them have got a couple of games in they hand. Have indeed. Well, team at the top, who are a point ahead, have got two games in hand. One the team below them, by one point, I've got two games in hand. Uh, who are Royston, Tamworth the top, Bromsgrove in fourth uh, level in terms of games played, uh, and they're four points behind, and then ten points behind with two games in hand. Colville. So, so yeah, again, you need them, they're they, in that kind of Peter United situation, <coughs> aren't they? They need they need to they need to win everything from here to yeah. the end of the season. Yes, pretty much, I think, push it through. So mm-hmm. again. Come great on, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, to, great to see. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's, he's going to be so good if they don't get promoted. I am, I am, <laughs> aren't you older as well? No. Yeah, I am. I'm getting excited about it now. I, I like the Thunderbird outfit, and I just want to see them get through. I really do. Okay. <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> and they're not called United. It's another thing, of course. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, moving on to Peterborough Phantoms. You were just talking about them a little while ago. Um, doing fantastically well. Eleven straight wins um, they completed the fir- perfect 10 uh, with a 4-1 win against Sheffield Steel Dogs and then that followed up on Sunday by a 4-3 win against Swindon uh, after overtime so it means that Phantoms are now 6 points um, behind the leaders Telford and they travel to face Telford this Saturday so who are they playing on Sunday? we don't know it might be a 1-1 one, one game weekend very, very rare. Very rare. Apparently, it's uh, home, home one game and away, uh, away the way, away the next game. And many of the cup games are done during the week. So every weekend, most weekends during the height of the season, they're playing twice. Right. And they're thinking about the battering those guys get on the ice. I know they're wearing padding, but you know that's that's pretty fit, fit uh, guys on that ice. I think the rate they play, you know, speed and power. It's true. I mean, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, so here we are. So Telford Tigers are away on Saturday, and then another away game on Sunday. Bracknell Two bees. Wow. Um, but the following weekend, um, we are at home in both games. Home to Telford Tigers again, and uh, that's in the that's the first leg of the cup final. It is. Yes. Yeah. On the Friday, as you say. Uh, goodness me! Friday, home to Telford Tigers. Saturday, home to um, Hull Pirates. Sunday, away at London Raiders. <laughs> Monday, plumbing, plumbing, back at work. Well, Wednesday, actually, Wednesday is the second leg of the uh, cup. On the Wednesday, it's not On the following Wednesday, week. away at Telford. So it's literally, what, four games in five days, six days? Maybe, yeah, four, no, it'd be five, yeah, four games in... So if you can do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. Monday, Tuesday, rest, and... Wednesday again, um, six six days, 
four games and then the Saturday again so it's another three nine days Basing Stoke Bison's away yeah but ice, ice hockey players get breaks during the game don't they they come on and off yeah. they go on and off it's yeah. like uh, like football is now local football where you've yes. got the rotating subs yeah so you know it's not like you <coughs> you're on the ice for an hour and a half and you're completely shuttered hmm. so so yeah it's, it's it's wonderful times really with the uh, ice hockey at the moment so long may it continue yeah yeah so good luck to the well, at least for the next few Such weeks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They got to get get a cup. Would be amazing. Yeah, exactly. Really would. Okay, so uh, on to the Peterborough Panthers, the Speedway. You mentioned them again earlier on, um, Aldrin. Fiftieth fiftieth anniversary season, as you quite rightly said, and in the opening meet, which is a bit of a kind of an exhibition event, um, total sixteen riders will take part, including all seven of the current riders um, one is still to be confirmed out of the seven and they'll meet be meeting over the meeting will take place over 20 qualifying heats of and, and ahead of a grand final so it's quite a major event the club will hold their practice press and practice event previous on, on the 14th of March and this the big event is on the 15th of March at, uh, at the East of England arena and the track will be open to press and sponsors from 4 p.m. And then people have a chance to meet and greet the players, uh, players, riders, should I say, at the Peterborough Post Office Sports and Social Club on Burgess Boulevard. And tickets for that are priced at seven to eight pounds. And that's an evening event after the meet. Uh, so, again, another event we need to get ourselves definitely, over to. definitely. Um, over to rugby. Um, a great weekend for. One of our um, rugby teams, the, the Peterborough Rugby Union Football Club, or RUFC. Why? Because it was postponed because of the weather? No. <laughs> Peter Lyons was postponed. Okay. On the contrary, RUFC did play. They played Wellingborough, uh, who have now been relegated as a result of this game. And Peterborough ran out winners at 17, 79 5. Um, Would you like to clear that up? 17 79 5? No, it wasn't. It wasn't, wasn't 1,779. <laughs> Five. It was <laughs> 79 5 thank you so a cracking win um, I always try and narr- kind of bring it down to footballing terms which would make it probably like a 6-1-7-1 win the equivalent of so yeah yeah very good win for um, for Borough there well done and finally on to hockey the uh, City of Peterborough men's hockey team uh, a bit of a lifeline um, I think they're struggling towards the end to the bottom of their Division, but uh, they had a 2-0 win over University of Nottingham, uh, which uh, obviously much valued points. They're now at home to bottom club Leeds in Breton on Saturday, so uh, hopefully another win there, and that could take them further towards safety. Yep. The women's side of the club drew one all at Harleston Magpies and played Cambridge City on at home on the 29th on Saturday as well. So. So that's the roundup of your local news. Hey, hey. So quite a lot going on. It's exciting times in the city, like I say, with many of our sporting clubs doing very well uh, and getting close to the end of the season for a lot of the sports. And uh, yeah, again, watch this space. We'll have it all for you. Um, if you are listening out there and you want to get in touch with us tonight, you can through our socials. Uh, look for Sports PCR on Twitter and search for PCR Sports on Facebook. 
Um, bit of movement in the studio here. I don't Just know what's going on. Substitution there. going on. <laughs> the, the boys seem to be playing musical chairs, although there's no music around. And they decided to swap chairs. Yes, because this chair that I was sat in is a bit of a recliner. It gets me away from the mic, which is good for listeners, obviously. That's you right. know. But we don't but, want uh, that. But not, not good for my back. So. <laughs> That's good. Well, are we all comfortable now? Yeah, yeah thanks. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, good. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Okay, so local sports done. Over to any other sports you want to talk about, gents. What's been going on this week? What's, your, what's caught your eye? The retirement of Maria Sharapova. Yeah, announced today. So, from tennis. Yeah, 20 years of playing professional. Shoulder problems. Yes. Yeah, you know, some of them tend to go on a, like, goodbye tour, farewell tour yeah. sort of thing. But, you know, if, if you've got a bad shoulder, then... You can't. You can't. So, so. she's have obviously had well-documented problems over the last couple of years as well. So, I yeah. suppose yeah. it's a, a nice, nice time to just say, you know what, and call it a day. Yeah. So, once... Now, once Serena Williams goes as well, which, you know, I think for her record, she should do it soon, you know, yeah. retire at the top rather than eke it out sort of thing. I think uh, that's that's the end of the women's tennis for me. I mean, this we mentioned this the other day about various sports, where's, where's the personalities? Yeah. And I think, you know, generally speaking, you know, you've, you've had your rivalries through the years. We said Navratilova and... Chris Evert sort mm. of thing and yeah. a few others and of course Steffi Graf and a few others Met- Shellish, and Shellish, Shellish and you know Capriati in, in both the men's <coughs> in both the men's and women's tennis at the moment we can see that uh, the, the, the elder some more senior uh, players that are still playing are still the ones to be feared that are still winning mm-hmm. and there seems to be nothing coming through behind yeah. not just characters but mm-hmm. quality skill yep. fighting Spirit. I said once. Once <coughs> now, once Serena Williams goes, and once Nadal and Federer go. I mean, all right, you've, you're going to have Djokovic for a, a little while longer, but where's where's the, where's the next? You know, that gets you yeah. off your seat. Yep. Nothing yeah, nothing here. It's it's a shame. Point the women's game, men's game. Both, both, both games. <coughs> There's nothing coming through really, and I think you'll have quite the same. Was Coco Goff the young? Young girl in the early days, you yeah. can't you can't but say again, she's, they, she's showing good promise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Conti did. Uh, she was before levelling off a bit. She's mm. not quite the same at the moment. But um, I suppose does it mean that tennis will go through a mediocre p- uh, period, or would it go mean that it will go through a period where you are so more, dominated by more unsure of the winner? Yeah, you won't. You might be more unsure of who's going to win a tournament. You won't be able to, you know, because at the moment, you know generally who's likely to be in the finals. You also don't have your favourites, because generally speaking, there won't be anybody that's, no. you know, really, like I said, grabs the imagination. Mm. So that's that's what keeps sports. As much as we'd like to say about, um, for example, women's football taking off, or certain other sports, you know, taking off, you need that personality for somebody to get behind. Someone who's a cheerleader somebody, for that sport. Who's yeah, somebody that you're going to go, yeah, I'm enjoying watching this guy sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's, you kind of, you just, if there's no one there to grip you, you you're not going to have viewers watching the sport, so the sport will not take off. Yeah. So, that's yeah. unfortunate. I was say snooker was the other one, wasn't it, we were talking about? Yes. Mm-hmm. Similar sort of thing where, mm-hmm. you know, like darts, the snookers, you know, fairly slow moving games as such and, but you need, that's where the personalities and characters come in, don't they, in, in, in the actual sport, mm-hmm. to, to kind of, you know, just give you that little bit of extra entertainment, whether it's during play or, or not 
I, yeah. I, I noticed he brought. He said about slow moving sports, and we were originally talking about tennis. If, <laughs> if you've ever seen him on a, t- on, on a tennis court, probably why he can ask is it slow moving. Whenever you see I'll, me on a tennis court, I'll, I'll, I'll just stand here. If you don't hit the ball to me, that's fine. I won't, <laughs> I won't run after it. <laughs> the Berbatov of tennis. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever you see me on a tennis court, I haven't. Court, I'm, I'm just, I'm just like imagining. Yeah. I've probably played tennis about half a dozen times in my life. Yeah. So. Uh, he probably did better than he did at football, though. Yeah. <laughs> Play, played a lot in the back garden when I was a kid, but never on a full-size court. Really? How did he play in the back garden? Yeah. So, my... Was my, it swing ball? My sister... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, had, we had quite a, a biggish back garden when I was a kid, I suppose. Um, <laughs> Drew out a full-size tennis court. N- no, it wasn't full-size. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't no. even half-size. He, he, he couldn't fit a full-size one in next to the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> and the football pitch. And the football <laughs> pitch, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. It was, uh, so, my sister came home uh, from a holiday once um, with her boyfriend and gave me and my brother uh, two tennis rackets and a sponge ball. Right. And uh, we used to hit it up and down the garden. My brothers came came up for a bank holiday weekend a few weeks later, thought this was great. Nicked my dad's uh, net that he used to use to protect his uh, vegetables with, mm-hmm. put it across the, the garden. Fantastic. And nicked some ribbon from my mum and drew out a tennis court in ribbon, pinning it down in the corner with whatever they could find to peg it down. Mm-hmm. Went and bought a couple of more of these sponge balls and rackets, and that was it. We started. Wimbledon was on. <laughs> Nothing, you know, as a child, there's nothing better than improvisation in sports and yeah. Oh, yeah. getting to play something that you think is absolutely it's wonderful. You know, and that was the joy of doing stuff like that. And it, it took Fantastic. off. Ever, ever since after that, um, when Wimbledon was on, my brothers would come up and this court would come out and it would stay there throughout the whole of summer. Really? Yeah. Cool. Um, you see bowl patches, my dad yeah, moaning yeah. about his lawn. <laughs> the only thing about sponge balls was that with a slight bit of breeze, it was annoying... Yeah, yeah, I could get hell of hell of a lot of spin on them. Yeah, yeah. curve. It yeah. was great fun, but um, I so I never really went. I had full size tennis courts just around the corner. Yes, so yeah, wasn't that's, even, not, that's not as much fun, is it? No, but well, this wasn't and even it's like too expensive. <laughs> yeah. And during the Wimbledon months, you uh, can't get on the court. No. Eleven and a half months of the year, they are not ever ever used. <laughs> yeah. During the Wimbledon fortnight, you can't get on them. Yeah, but uh, so this court wasn't even half the size of a, a normal court. It was really really yeah. small, but we had such fun such fun and my dad moaned about it dad moaned about it ruining his grass uh, and he'd, uh, and he'd water the lawn to try and get it back and he'd, he'd cut the lawn he'd take it all down to cut the lawn <coughs> but as much as he moaned about it he always put it back afterwards <laughs> really <laughs> yeah. fantastic so that was it that was our summer it was summer holidays my mates around all the time yeah yeah so we, having um, tennis tournaments yeah and inventing our own games uh, we got so did tennis. you have like a s- extreme tennis? Did you have a pseudo <laughs> Wimbledon tournament, i.e., that you, pre- you pretended to be one of the f- famous players and played all against each other? Well, I, I always liked Borg and uh, Lendl. Yeah, yeah. So when I was growing up, um, I wasn't much of a McEnroe fan, uh, yeah. but uh, obviously he was good. But yeah. you know, when you're a kid, you have your favourites, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I always liked Borg because I thought he looked like my oldest brother, and uh, Lendl to me was just just like a cool machine. And he always used to wear the, a pattern top. Yes. Um, and I always wanted <coughs> to do Wimbledon. Yeah. He Sponsored never did. by Adidas, wasn't he? Yeah. We never, never Other did Wimbledon. Other sponsors are available. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just childhood memories, isn't it? Yeah, yeah so. no, it is. Absolutely. It's delightful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely brilliant. So, yeah. yeah, good fun. Shane, have you got any childhood sporting memories? Uh, no. No. <laughs> Not off the top of my head. <laughs> okay, so. But that was there really probably good. are a few, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't get really into sports until later teens I think so yeah 
because it's um, one of my heroes growing up was Daley Thompson. Okay, yeah. But it's pretty hard to to do decathlon. <laughs> yeah, to go and do decathlon, you know, and it, even at the park. Yeah, I'll, yeah, it's all right. I'll just do a pole vault. Yeah, <laughs> right. uh, there's that kid breaking in and mate his property again, you know, jumping over his fence. That's right. You know, with a oh, what do you call them? The um, oh, shopping line. No, no, no. I'm just thinking poles. those things that you used to you put a foot either side on, jump pogo up stick. and down, pogo stick. There yeah, you go. Yeah. Yeah, pole vaulting with a pogo <laughs> stick. Yeah. Can you imagine that? So we, we used to pra- practice in your javelin. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Using a frisbee as a discus. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we, we we got boards. We used to get ball playing it. So we we do improvised games, make, making stuff up. And one of them w- that was very popular. Well, the kids would come around and they'd go and get anything that they could hit the sponge ball with, and the 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 net would become a goal. And you'd have two teams, one goal, you know, you often play football when you're a kid. Uh, and you weren't allowed to use your feet, but you had to use sticks. You could use your head, but you could use rackets or sticks. And because uh, the goal was so wide, the goalkeeper was allowed to use two tennis rackets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and this used to get rather boisterous, but no one ever complained, mm. ever, ever complained. And uh, yeah, it was like a, a bizarre game of football tennis hybrid <laughs> that was very, Brilliant. very physical. Brilliant. <laughs> Mm-hmm. A lot of injuries trying yeah, to hit yeah. the ball while someone else is trying to forehand smash it, but uh, yeah, good fun. We had. Um, I remember my friends, a couple of my friends, were growing up in, in the teenagers. We used to used to my either either two of us could play this, or you can add a third person, maybe just to kind of make it a little bit interesting. And it, it, we called it. The game was called highlights, and basically what it was it was it was football. So one one person went in goal, and there was one one or two outfield players, depending on how many of you there were. And you basically just take shots at the goalkeeper. And if the goalkeeper catches the ball cleanly, then it's the goal to the goalkeeper. And if obviously if the player out there scores normally, then it's a goal to the player who scores normally. So then what we create a league out of this. So whoever's in goal is the away team because they're more likely to lose. And the player person who's out is the um, home team. <laughs> so we just had rounds and rounds of these. And then each game lasted like three <coughs> minutes or five minutes. I can't remember what it was. We timed it on a stopwatch. And then after school, we'd get through a series of these games and then we'd play at weekends or whatever. And then we'd have a season throughout a few weeks <laughs> and months and create a mini league. And for some reason, we chose the Scottish Premier League as our league. And so we had like obviously 10 teams in the Scottish Premier League at the time. And we just created a league by doing this, calling it highlights. It was just, and it was like the best game ever. It was absolutely amazing. It, and funny enough, whether this happens psychologically or not, Celtic and Rangers dominate the league. <laughs> <laughs> Which was the most bizarre thing. <laughs> so I, I, we, did, we generally just played proper sports. You know, it was like football, cricket. You know, sw- used to go swimming. You know, doing everything properly. I mean, you know, cricket when it's dark. Yeah. yeah. So you don't see the ball no, exactly. until it hits your knees. <laughs> well, that was the only thing in the winter months. It was when you get home from school, you rush out, and you barely have about 10, 15 minutes worth of pl- football before it goes dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. But who, who plays who plays cricket when it's you can't see the ball? No, that's dangerous. It, it, it was dangerous, and it, you just think, you know, I don't even like cricket that much. <laughs> no, but, uh, but obviously, you, you play get a with a tennis ball, or do you play with proper? No, football? no, we were playing. You know, because there's a whole bunch of us. It was proper. Oh, really? Yeah, cricket Goodness ball, uh, cricket bats, and yeah, balls and stumps and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, apart from the equipment, yeah, the yeah. you know the paddings and everything. So you just go out there with your stumps and your your ball and your bat. Yeah, and uh, and keep playing until it got too dark to well, see. We, we we created a kind of a <laughs> snow football pseudo ice hockey game once where 
Um, so where we again where we grew up, we had we had a grass field where we played football and other stuff. But then next it was a, it was a normal park with a slide and climbing frame and, and slide and the swings and whatever. But then in the winter, that sometimes if it snowed and that, it would ice over. So we would be there out there in our wellies and moon boots and whatever. And then one of the, my mates had a, 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 somehow acquired an ice hockey puck. So we played football on the ice, but with the ice hockey puck. <laughs> actually, actually <don't. clears throat> that sounds cool. Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, you you do you do. Well, I better not say that word because that's um that's a rude word. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> but you 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 mesh, shall we say, uh, various sports together. Yeah. Absolutely, you know, yeah. as, as you said, with the t- tennis and football, yeah. 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 So, and it's it's always been that way. Yeah. yeah. So I'm surprised it's taken and um, companies so long to actually come up with various things. Like on a golf course now, you can play foot golf. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 <coughs> Excuse me. Um, even with the you play um, disc golf with the you throw a frisbee don't you yeah oh i've yeah. not seen that actually yeah so, have you not no frisbee golf yeah frisbee golf yeah and what you just again aim for the hole you know you, you have actually have a target right yeah. okay it's a it's a tall target uh with a like a, a roof bit on it <laughs> yeah and it's got uh, chains that hang down from the side okay so as the as the disc spins in if it, if it goes into it it goes yeah. through the chains but doesn't come out again so okay. yeah it's pretty cool pretty mm-hmm. cool to be honest Sounds really good. And you, yeah. you mentioned in the puck, actually, just remind me of something. Yeah, yeah. I tried to watch a little bit of hockey at the weekend. Okay. And I realised why I don't watch hockey anymore. <laughs> why is that? I can't see the puck. <laughs> Ice hockey? Yeah. Yeah, because it is. It's a bit like when... It's, when it's, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's like the old spot the ball. You know, where's the ball? Well, I have thing, that issue so. when I watch golf, because when they hammer it from the tee, you get the, ca- the cameraman obviously kind of just pans the sky looking for it, eventually finds it, and you kind of just see it depending on what colour the sky is. <laughs> that, the that, that was the old days. Now yeah. some of us actually have decent sized TVs. And <laughs> pictures. Maybe I remember watching black and white TVs. <laughs> yeah. So, and, uh, and they do Trackman as well a okay. lot of the time where they you, you, they have a line that follows the ball where it goes sort of mm. thing. So you get a big blue line on the screen. Oh, do you? So you can see where the ball's mm, going. Okay. For, mainly for the drives. Yeah. You know, just because obviously they go 300 yard yards sort of thing. Yeah. So. But ice hockey, I, yeah, I know what you mean. It's quite sometimes. Yeah, I mean, difficult. you're kind of thinking, oh yeah, is it? And when they have a shot, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. You you know, you can't see where it's gone, so you don't know it's in the back of the net or. Yeah. It's like, oh, is that in? Is that? Oh, hang on. Oh yeah, it is in the other net. They've counted. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've gone. It's gone. Looped all the way around and gone yeah. back down the other side. So. Um, so basically, I just came. Oh, I watched it for a few minutes, and I thought, "Now nah, the only re- reason to watch this is for when somebody hits somebody." For so, fighting, and, yeah, it smacks them in at the board or something. Because say so paying twenty five quid for a box office boxing match, <laughs> <laughs> and you forgot. Well, let's say we run out of time and, and didn't mention the boxing last. We didn't know. We can talk about it now, though. If you want. Yeah, I, I thought it was a sports show. <laughs> 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 Very yeah. sports, even if they're <laughs> even they're made meshed, up. Meshed, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right, let's take a quick, quick break, and then we could potentially come back and talk about the golf. Who knows? We'll see how we go. Golf, boxing. Hey, boxing. Boxing. Sorry. <laughs> Online, around the world. This is PCR. Ash Browns in dressing gowns, bacon rolls and morning scrolls, sausage bagels at breakfast tables, or maybe flat whites after late nights, pancakes with news updates, flatbreads and bedheads, breakfast wraps after morning naps, or perhaps a McMuffin without leaving bed, because now we deliver instead. Download Uber Eats and enjoy McDonald's breakfast at home. 
At participating McDonald's, see mcdonalds.co.uk slash mcdelivery to see if there's one near you. Serving times and delivery fee apply. See Uber Eats app. You're listening to PCR Sports. Welcome back to PCR Sports. Um, we've just been having a lot of fun. Uh, talking about childhood memories and sporting games that we made up, or kind of, like Shane said earlier, meshed sports together. A mashup of sports. Yeah. A bit like they do with music these days. <laughs> Mashing up sports and creating a new sport out of one or many other sports, which is great fun. Um, if you have such stories, get in touch with us. Let us know your mashup sport. Um, yeah. Talk to us on Twitter. Uh, you can contact us via sport at Sports PCR or through Facebook on PCR Sports. Uh, look for us, join the group, or like the page and let us leave us a message. Um, yeah, tell us about your mashed up sport. What did you do as a child? Do you remember any sports that you created or invented and uh, got absolute joy out of and wish it became an Olympic sport one day? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? So. I'm glad you mentioned the Olympics. Yes, they're, in th- they're under threat, aren't they? Do we think that they're going to carry on? continue what is in this year or ever uh this year this year isn't it corona because it's in japan yeah it is yeah which is next door to china yeah not next next door and um you know with and there have been cases now in japan hasn't there yep of the coronavirus and now it's spread to europe italy's the worst italy yeah so uh, with games being called off Mm -hmm. football games yes um, and now some rugby games have been called off yes yeah in this country so it's it's um, <clears throat> kind of a, a crisis point, isn't it? Um, where it's it's either going to, you know, be a pandemic or it's going to disappear. Mm. And if it ends up getting worse, I, I can't understand how they would allow the Olympics to go ahead. <laughs> because that that would just it's going to create havoc. It's going to spread yeah everywhere if that happens. You know, I mean, the Olympics are July then. and August, aren't they? So <clears throat> they've got a bit of time. Yeah, yeah they have, and and it could be the change of climate, change <laughs> of weather could kill out, kill off the germs, and kill off the mm-hmm. the the, I think the virus. But I was, was wasn't the last um, <coughs> virus that came out of China again? The SARS. SARS. Um, I can't keep saying SARS. It seems strange to me. It's just like I'm watching Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> weren't they? Maybe the, there's a link. The police force was SARS, weren't they? Uh, I, think. I think think so. Yeah, yeah. Although so, oh, there's a lot of similarity between the um, laboratory from Resident Evil and the one that's actually done yeah. <laughs> done this as well as yeah. like the yeah. logo and yeah. the name. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> so never, I don't so, know what China are doing, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, I kind of think Bizarre. with the SARS virus, didn't it? It it became big, and it seemed to disappear, but then it came back again for a bit. Yeah. Hmm. So I, I'm just wondering whether we can afford. So even if we get a grip of the coronavirus, to then have such a big global event like the Olympics go ahead. In case it, there's another spike in the... Yeah. In sp- but the trouble is you can't say, oh, we'll just postpone it for a year. Because and the amount of money Japan would have put into, you know, everything to get it organised. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They need, they'll need the revenue to recoup. Yeah. Everything's come back. Yeah. yeah. That'd be incredible, so, wouldn't it? Because they've already moved, they've already moved the football, haven't they? The ladies' uh, yes. football qualifiers yep. to Australia because of it, and then well, as soon as they got to Australia, the Chinese ladies' team was put into quarantine. They didn't know yeah. if they're going to be available to play their games. 
Um, yeah, yeah, I got it, yeah. No, go on. no it's all right. You. The, the other thing is the the Euros, Euro twenty twenty, because they're spread all over Europe, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, they are. They're yeah. Even confined to one country. No. So. Yeah. I don't know if there's any games in Italy or not. I should imagine I guess, so. I suppose in some ways, that having a sport that's kind of spread, then that might be easier to alter in terms. You can say, okay, if there are games in Italy, let's not have them in Italy. Have them somewhere else instead. So well, it's, it's that's irrelevant. You've got fans travelling from everywhere. Yeah, true. So it's true. it's not about the the footballers. No, it's that's going right. to be where the crowds come from, mm. and um, you ca- you can't expect people <coughs> to you know not be coming from um, Asia. Yeah. You know, no. So yeah. And it, all it needs is one person. And it is. The wrong place, yeah. You know, just spread it to 30,000, 40,000, 50,000. Yeah. And they spread it to everyone. So you get one, get someone in a plane, someone in a stadium, that's it. We've all seen the movies. Yeah. World War Z. Yeah. You see how it spreads from one person on a plane. Yeah. Yeah. So. And it's true. You know, they need. <coughs> You're coughing a lot. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Uh, so, I'm I'm still still you from the, uh, yeah. from the uh, studio. Yeah. Quarantine. Quarantine. So, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get rid of you for 14 days. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I just think, um, unless they get a grip on it in the next month or two, um, well, definitely the next month, Yeah. I think definitely the Euros and the... There'll be some sort of deadline, the I guess, Olympics, the, the organising committees have been set. They've got to have a serious setting. look. Yeah. Because it's all well and good saying about the money for the economy in certain places but you know is it worth risking yeah the lives of one person yeah yeah I no, quite agree let alone you know thousands that could be infected yeah and uh, do, did what happened with the SARS virus did they actually find a cure or did it just die out do we know so because I'm just I can't remember that <clears throat> oh god man so it's <laughs> got me coughing now as well blimey so, <laughs> must be psychological but um I just, if the, hopefully they'll find a cure for the coronavirus. Yeah. So, but um, the, the more you think, the more and more um, we advance uh, te- technologically, you know, and they'd they'd find they'd be able to isolate certain things and find a cure for it. Yeah. But having said that, we we still haven't cured cancer. No, no exactly. Mm. So who's to say that you know you can't fight fight off another disease? So, but also, you know, it's some th- some <laughs> things aren't curable, like the uh, common cold. Just yeah. a strand Tell me about it. I've had it for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's going to be interesting if it has a, does have a knock on throughout the summer. Um, so you got Olympics, Europeans. Uh, it's yeah, Ryder Cup. Is that this year? European. That's in America. This oh, it's year. American this time, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, Donald Trump has come out a bit blasé for me. He's going to build a wall around Europe. <laughs> <laughs> around America. Around China. <laughs> around America. Another one. Not through China, but around it. Yeah. But no, he's, he's, he's basically said, well, you know, we'll deal with it if it, ever, if it comes here. At the moment, he's not worried. Because so the warmer weather will get here and it will disappear. Is that what it is? That's what he said, yeah. Okay. So we're just going to wait for the summer and we'll all be good. That's what I think a climate change will... will we don't know, do you? We don't know if if, if warmer weather may actually uh, help it. It, it might may improve its yep. ability to spread. Mm-hmm. You don't know. We're not the CDC. We don't know the. No, no. We know it could it could it could be a, a killer disease that adapts. Hmm. So 
So it's, it's warmer and it spreads more because it's warmer. It's like, hey, this is nice and warm and moist. This is good. Mm-hmm. You never know, mm-hmm. do you? Who knows? It's not sport, though. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> We're kind of drifting off the yeah, fact that yeah, it's yeah. affecting sport too. Yeah. It's affecting everybody. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Slightly. It is a bit of a concern. Boxing, then. Yes, let's let's talk about boxing. Wake me up when you're finished. Uh, <laughs> we'll put it up. <laughs> Only because, you know, you brought it up last week because we didn't mention it. So all, all I caught from it was, I think it was the aftermatch bit where um, you sang American Pie. Ty, Ty, Tyson Fury <laughs> put his arms up and said, "Were you not entertained as a, a gladiator?" And I'm just like, and it was, it, it was silence because he was so corny with the way he did it, <laughs> and nobody, you know, thought it was good. And I'm thinking, yeah, you're a mate. So um, and switched over. <laughs> was that straight after the fight finished? <coughs> no, this was in a. I think this must have been a pref concert. I, when you flick through the channels and see him on TV, mm. sort of thing, it's like yeah, yeah. But it was a the fight was stopped in the seventh round, wasn't it? <coughs> when Wilder's um, corner threw the towel in. Yeah. But by all accounts, I think um, Tyson Fury was on top, and, on, and I think you'd, you'd probably expect that he would have won every round up until then, anyway, in terms of points. Yeah, they said that he'd won. He'd practically won every, or yeah. he hammered him in every round. Put him down with a body blow as well, didn't he? Yeah. But uh, the, the last round, but um, <coughs> half the corner. Don't think the tower should have gone in. Right. Uh, Who decides? I, I don't know. It's interesting because uh, I, I read a thing about his um, his 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 the, the manager of the corner didn't think the the tower should have gone in, but the trainer did put the towel in. No, you, you've got, if you think if you're in doubt, you've got to throw the towel in. Have you not seen Rocky Four, Rocky Three, Rocky Four? Yeah, it's Rocky Four. So if if Rocky had thrown the towel in, Apollo would have survived. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So, yeah. Sorry, you've seen Rocky Four. Then I, I probably have actually, but I can't remember. <coughs> so Ivan Drago beats punches Apollo him Creed, and he dies. Him, yeah, yeah. So, but it's um. I don't know the 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 the, the, tra- the corner. His corner seems to be split. Whether the towel should have gone in or not. Mm. Uh, to me, from what I have seen, I didn't watch the whole fight the first time. I've seen extended highlights. Wilder didn't seem at the races at all. Really, he blamed his costume, didn't he? Yeah, he said it was too heavy on the way in. Yeah, it's a bit, a bit crazy. <coughs> really, so you, you you start off. Well, you think about it. You watch a football match, and <clears throat> we've said this before. If you don't go out with the right tempo at the start, it's then hard to get that tempo up yeah you know you can do it at the half time break perhaps you know gm up at half time and they come out all guns blazing second half but it's hard to go from a crawl to a sprint in a football match once you know once you've started that way yeah and if you're feeling a little bit sluggish and a little bit then it's probably hard there you're feeling a little bit ugh, you know then it's it's hard to yeah yeah to yeah <coughs> but see uh it's interesting that um um uh, fury Mm-hmm. Uh, deliberately packed on some weight uh, before the game, before the fight. Did he? Yeah, he's uh, put on a few extra pounds. Uh, thought the weight would uh, assist him. Um, uh, I've always found that a bit strange. I, I wouldn't but know. I've never been hitting my fat gut, so I don't know whether it's <laughs> better to be hitting muscle or hitting gut. Um, Try after. <laughs> I've got nothing it's to compare it to. Yet. I did. I've got no muzzle to hit it into, just to see the difference. I did. I did do. I did <coughs> boxing as fitness is different. Yeah. So for, uh, when I had a bad back, someone advised me 
gather go at boxing it's all about your core and your strength and stuff and it'll, it'll make you and it did work with my back it was brilliant but I really got into the boxing side of stuff um, my admiration for their fitness because we started off doing a minute 30 second break a minute 30 second break of just like exercises um, and then when I really got into it went on to one on one sessions you did two minutes in a ring two minutes in a ring minute break two minutes in a ring minute break which is like amateur boxing style. I could probably do the minute in a ring. And, <laughs> and it was so exhausting. So, so exhausting. Um, I, couldn't, I couldn't do all the rounds to start off with. And eventually I built up so I could, I could do the, the full hour in with, with, the, with the trainer. And once I'd done that, uh, he's, towards the end of it, he started just like, so come, 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 he's all padded up, you know, teaching mm-hmm. how to box and throw punches properly and where to hit. Uh, and he's, he says, I'm on the ring, coming at me, and he's leaning on me. And you've got to try and punch someone who's leaning on you. So you've got to try and push him away and punch them. And it's absolutely tiring. Again, it's sort of like, I need a break. I've got, I, I have to take an extra break. A minute's not long enough. I need to get air in my lungs. And a minute isn't doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you start to find out from the trainers that you're working with that when you see people just leaning in on each other and stuff like that, it's not just because they're knackered. It's, but they are trying to wear the other person out. They're mm. taking the blows, sucking it in, <coughs> leaning on them, making it really hard, and it knackers yeah. you out. Knackers that's, you. that's the Rocky syndrome. He just takes all the punch, <laughs> and lets him punch himself out, and then he'll come up with it in the end. Yeah, so uh, Muhammad Ali did it with uh, was it Fraser in one of their one of I their guys? He, he took punch after punch and just let him hit him and lent into him and just let him hit him and hit him and hit him until he punched himself out. Uh, and it, it's it is really tiring. So. My admiration for boxers' uh, fitness at that at that point um, really, really, I was like, wow, they are so fit. You know, like, like ice hockey players, where it's 100 miles an hour physical stuff. Um, it, 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 you know, so there are some p- human beings out there who are incredibly fit. Yeah. Uh, and uh, even even when you start to get tired, they give, they, we used to do pad work sometimes to give you a sequence of punches. Mm-hmm. And towards the end of your session, like at the end of the two-minute session, trying to remember which punch comes next <laughs> you've been doing it for a minute already mm-hmm. but and, it, and your brain just starts to get clogged and stuff so to your alertness and everything you know they're, they're they are quite superhuman beings i think at times some of them boxes they really are um and i don't i don't think ta- i don't think wilder looked like he was at the races properly at all and looked like fury three, wanted it three, more. three and a half stone difference between them yeah and, right. and, and, he, and he said it he packed on the weight to make a difference mm. and so whether that was like the, uh, to absorb the punches or get more weight behind his punches or what I don't know but it worked obviously fat would you ter- would work as a bit of a cushion would it you'd think so but it's, I would imagine it still hurts yeah yeah, no, yeah. obviously and of course you know, it's more weight for you to carry around on yeah. your legs so the only the only boxing match I think I ever watched was Barry McGuigan when he he beat somebody to win the title I can't remember the guy's name. I think he was South American, but I'm not 100 percent sure. And um, but I, if I was watching a boxing match, it would have to be lower lower weights than the heavier weights because it's just too <coughs> for me. It's just too slow. So hmm. and <coughs> might as well get <coughs> the old sporting movies then. So favorite <laughs> boxing movies? I mean, I I, I like Rocky three. I mean, Rocky three and Rocky four are good. Rocky 1 and 2 are the RT ones, the proper ones. <laughs> but I, I like the faster paced Rocky 3 with uh, Mr. T, B8. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Um, but, um, I don't think if I've watched any of them. I don't think I've watched. I've never seen. Fully. I've probably seen 
Rocky Four. That's the one with Dolph Lundgren, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I think that's probably the one I. <coughs> the um, I haven't seen supposedly the greatest film ever of boxing, which was Raging Bull. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. So it's it's never really appealed to <coughs> me. So I have seen the one that was really really good, Million Dollar Baby. That was oh, sorry. Oscars. Yes, I've seen that. That, that was Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Yes, yeah. Hilary yeah. Swank. Yeah. yeah, female boxer. Yeah. So I won't say what happens, just in case anyone's. Yeah, I think I've seen that. I'm sure I've seen that. So, but yeah, that that was a really good film. Mm. So, but um, yeah, it's kind of like again, you can watch boxing movies, but you (laughs) can't watch boxing. It's amazing how many sports you watch the movie. Raging Bull's really good. That's (laughs) arty. That's an arty film. Yeah, a very arty film, Um, but it's good. Uh, I do like the the, Rocky's okay. It's all right. I like the I like the fact that. I say, I was going to say, uh, Sylvester uh, St- Stallone um, wrote it, mm-hmm. went to, uh, took it all around all the film studios. Um, one of them said, okay, we'll make it. How much do you want for it? And he said, I'm going to be in it. Mm-hmm. I'm starring in it. Yeah. That's what, it's like, what? Yeah. So. <laughs> you want this? I'm, I'm him. I'm yeah. Rocky. <laughs> and uh, eventually one of them said, all right. And yeah. <laughs> and that and was it. The rest is history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, I remember boxing... You know, we talked about a couple of, I think a couple of shows back about when you're watching Sports Night or Midweek Sports Special and you're waiting for the football to come on and they chuck on Greyhound Racing or Green Grass Green or Green Grass Bowls or whatever. Boxing was another one. They used to put an amateur boxing just before the football. So you had to watch all that to then wait for the football to come on. And uh, I always remember a, a, a kind of a reasonable known, well-known fighter, but he used to be on quite a lot was Duke McKenzie. I don't know if you remember watching him. Who? Duke McKenzie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's I think a he was either middle or lightweight or something. He wasn't like a built, <coughs> a built guy. Yeah. Um, but I just remember that name and that that fighter because it was, as far as I was concerned, it got in the way of my football on a midweek <laughs> on a school night where the parents pressurising me to go to bed and I want to watch the England game or whatever it was that mm-hmm. that Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, to, to be fair, I watch I watch a bit of the boxing in the when the Olympics were on. Yeah. Yeah. I loved watching Nicola Adams when yes. she was yeah. winning her gold sort of thing. So, yeah. um, but generally speaking, but that's still, that's kind of pure boxing, and it's you haven't got all the bravado and all the yeah. showmanship, showmanship and that. Yeah. It's just you just get on with the sport. You flick, I was going to say you flick it on, and they go like yeah, yeah, yeah and, and you get on with it and they're short bouts, aren't they? And yeah, uh, it's just more about the technicality of the sport than mm-hmm. the actual look at me type thing. Well, the thing of the <coughs> thing about professional boxing these days is the sums of money they win. It's just. Yeah. That's why people are paying what hundreds of pounds, thousands of pounds for a ticket yeah, to go yeah. and watch it. Yeah. Uh, well, um, Wilder wants a rematch, doesn't he? He's got. They've got a contract. Clause. Both of them had it, both, written into both their contracts was the the um, um, opportunity to ask for a third fight if they wanted to. Yeah. yeah. And he, he probably thinks he's going to get his ass handed to him again, <laughs> but he doesn't care. He wants the millions for the yeah. for the fight. You know. Yeah, twenty-two so. million for losing is not bad, is it? Really. <clears throat> No, I'd, I'd have a black eye or two for twenty-two million, you know. So hmm. there you go. So. I mean, the, the, I guess the the biggest fight, if if they can arrange it, would be Anthony Joshua versus Fury. Now, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's the one they're talking about, isn't I it? I reckon yeah. that could be the biggest He's fight in boxing history, and certainly for this country, anyway. They offered him. They offered Fury the fight last year uh, at a sixty-forty split, sixty to Joshua, um, and they said, well, you know, if he wants to fight Joshua, we'll do it. But I reckon now it's going to be a 50-50 split yeah. on the on the money, isn't it? <laughs> Josh just got 
one me- one belt and Drew Fury's got the other, hasn't he? Only got two each. No, I was going to say Joshua's got quite a few, hasn't Has he? he? Yeah, he, was, he went around collecting. But it will unify the belts, wouldn't it? Whoever <coughs> wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think they got two each, haven't they? Yeah. Wasn't wasn't he um, only after the? Was it Wilder that had the last belt? Joshua had the rest. Yeah. And he wanted to face Wilder. Yeah. And now, um, Tyson Fury's got it. Yeah. So, so therefore, he needs to fight him to unify all the belts. So yeah. I don't know. I, it's been a while since I've. I, I know Joshua's a good guy I see him on a talk show with Graham Norton I think probably and he, he, was, he was excellent yeah, so, yeah so. Just, so just say Tyson Fury set to fight <laughs> Anthony Joshua in the autumn if uh, Deontay uh, Wilder accepts step aside money right so they'll pay him not to fight yeah. that's not too bad uh, and the fight will take place in Saudi Arabia, uh, most probably, even though both fighters would like it to take place at Wembley. Two English fighters fighting for the world championship in Saudi Arabia. It should be, should, yeah, I know, but it should be Wembley, shouldn't it? it you should. know, I, I, it's, it's bizarre, isn't it? I love the fact that step aside money. We're going to give you a couple of million to not get beaten up. I'll take that, yeah. Any day of the week, sort of thing. So. Oh, I'd, I'd bite the hand off, to be honest. Yeah. So. It's hardly stepping. We are recording, are aren't we? furiously kick, clicking? Yeah, yeah. I was trying to remote onto this PC while we're on, so I was trying okay. to let them know that we've got a show on. Okay. Fair trying to have anything disrupting us. No. Yeah, that's right. Thankfully, well, it's still like, recording. It is still recording, isn't it? We are recording away. into a cart. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so. this is good. <coughs> yeah, it's like I said, it's, it's amazing what you'll watch in the Olympics. Yeah. When you don't normally, mm. you know, people are, like, <coughs> recall Jade Jones winning the Taekwondo. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I probably wouldn't watch Taekwondo because I'm a judo guy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, and judo should have been at the Olympics or been at the Olympics for, you know, decades sort of thing. And now Taekwondo is trying to get its two penny thin sort of thing. Yeah. They're trying to get other sports into the Olympics as well, aren't they? Right. And they've had trials of things like BMX and whatever, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what about the <coughs> running thing that your son does? The free running. Free yeah, running. Will that ever be in the Olympic sport, do you think? Is there technical ways of grading it? Can it would it'd have to be like yeah. a Krypton Factor style thing, wouldn't it? It'd have to be an obstacle course. And well, with the quickest times, you have you have two styles. Uh, <coughs> there, there are there's there's free running and there's parkour. Uh, <coughs> one. It's almost like uh, BMX when you had tricks and flat, you know, racing. So f- free running, as my son explains it to me, is, is getting from A to B um, in the quickest possible route, but you're doing it smoothly, mm-hmm. you know, and... It doesn't look like... It's, it's yeah, it's just, it's just like a flow. It's, so it's going to be like the, the equestrian, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dressage mm. for style, points of style, and, you know... Yeah. Uh, so. Where is it? Whereas <coughs> with... with, with parkour very often uh, it's, it's they'll do the same sort of thing but they'll put some nice backflips or twists and stuff like that in I mean he does all that as well, well but there you go that brings us around full circle mesh the sports together <laughs> <coughs> you've got you've got um, snowboarding which is done on <coughs> um, it's done on uh, jumps isn't it you yeah. diving yeah. pikes and all that sort of you know gymnastics yeah you know? But that, then you're also <coughs> mixing winter sports and non-winter sports. You got well, to, just, you got to miss. You're, <coughs> you're mashing Olympics, not just sports. Yeah, but what I'm <laughs> saying is the fact that you know you, there there are various sports that they you get um, points awarded for style for doing certain moves. Mm. 
you know, and how well you do that move. But basically, the trouble with free running is it's kind of like gymnastics um, mixed with a hundred meters sort of thing. So it's kind <laughs> of like we've already got both of them. Why would why do we want to put them together? Why not? So we could do free <coughs> running, mix free running with BMXing. <laughs> to be fair, people lo- like watching it because. Um, I was watching MTV the other day, and the David Guetta uh, song came on, where they do all the free running and the jumping off, you know, mm. buildings and flips, doing flips and everything else. And you you sit there watching it more for the video than you are the song. Put it on me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and, they, um, <clears throat> well, they 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 didn't last year. They actually had a break last year, um, but. Um, Santorini, uh, island in Greece, uh, is uh, uh, they have the uh, uh, Red Bull free running championships every year, um, so they have had a break, yeah, because uh, Santorini, uh, quite cliffy and hilly, um, the small island, beautiful, uh, but the way the hills and everything are, are done and the way the buildings are built into each other, so someone's roof will be, you know, looking down to someone else's balcony. Uh, and or and vice versa sort of thing. So people were naturally just going there and doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they turned it into a course. So they kind of like turned it into a course. What and the, the rest and of the, us think of it? So the, so the village, the Santorini village basically said, all right, then you can have your competition here. And when you have your competition here, that's when you go free running on our houses. Other than that, leave us alone. Yeah. And the free running community was like, all right. So... That's what they do. And last year, they actually had a break. They gave them a break last year. But yeah. they get loads of tourists turn up and everything else, of course. So um, everyone makes a bit of money out of it. Uh, but yes, yeah, it's, it's where they do it. And some of the stuff is, is quite amazing. They've got to get from the top of the village to the to the sea uh, without touching the ground, basically, in as smooth a run as you possibly can. That's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. It's do amazing they, um, to watch. <coughs> do they wear special kind of footwear, I think? Or just what sort? What sort? Nope. Uh, they all so they talk about trainers and different types of grip. My son's had uh, all sorts of different types of shoes, smooth shoes. He's had a uh, um, uh, real thick grippy <coughs> shoes. Uh, it's just find something you you feel comfortable in. There's no you, is, yeah. some guys wear gloves. Um, a lot of them don't. Yeah. No one really wears any padding. Uh, it's just out you go. Something that because that'd be seen as being wimpy, wouldn't it? I would imagine. <laughs> I think it might actually get in the way. To be quite honest, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. So to be kind of shorts, t-shirt, shorts, t-shirt, pair <coughs> of trainers, and yeah, all that sort of thing. Yeah, it's like free climbing, isn't it? Yeah, you know, you basically you you get some you you got plimsolls on basically, so you can feel the rocks with your toes. Yeah. so you've got a good grip, and you, you don't put anything on your hands because you use your fingers to wedge yeah. into the gaps. Yeah, so it's it's basic or natural. Yeah, yeah, that's what they should do. Yeah, free climbing. Whoever doesn't fall to their death gets a medal. Hey, there you go. So. Yes, survivor wins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the last three. Use paintballing guns to shoot them while they're trying to climb. <laughs> yeah, next time it's in the Olympics in America, there you go. We'll go to um, the one of the towers, sort of thing. Uh, what's, what's the highest tower in America? The in, Is it in Wall Street or something? Oh, the Empire State Building. There you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Empire State Building. Yeah, all, all climb up there. Yeah, winners. You know, winners the one that doesn't fall off. So, watch out for King Kong at the top. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <coughs> indeed. Right. Should we take a short break again, and uh, we'll come back in a moment with some more sports. Proper sports. Is fun. One station for many communities. This is. 
PCR. Taking weekly driving lessons? Did you know it could take you over six months to pass your test? Why not learn to drive in just one week? PCRdriving.com offers the best value for money intensive fast pass course in Peterborough, guaranteed. Our price is fully inclusive of your theory and practical tests. We offer one-to-one theory support and over 30 hours on-road practical driver training. We'll even give you free pass plus worth over £200 after you've passed your test so you can save up to 25% on your first motor insurance. Free corrective lessons also available. To book your course, call PCRdriving.com on Peterborough 30 19 14. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to PCR Sports. Welcome back to the final period of sports, PCR sports. We can't call it half, can we? Because we've had three. Um, it's a quarter. Quarter. No, it can't be quarter because quarter before. This is third. We've only half Move on. Half. We're running out of time. So it's final period. Well done, Man City. <laughs> yeah. Well done, Man yes. City. Talk about Man City if you want. Yeah. Well, I watched the game last night. It's not that often I watch Champions League games. Yeah. But um, yeah, I quite enjoyed watching that game yesterday. It was very, very odd. Because kind of like Benzema never seemed to be up front, and Jesus was never up front for Man City. And it was it was a strange like it was one of those games where you've got two really good sides that didn't want to lose, yeah, and, um, and didn't want to attack too much either. But Man City did quite well on the counter, so winning two one got, mm. got to be favourites. Ramos did his usual, got, got sent, sent off twenty sixth time in his career. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, I, I have to laugh because. Um, <clears throat> We, we sat here <coughs> laughing about him, I think, last year because he did that documentary, didn't he? Yeah. Because he, he intentionally picked up a yellow card so he didn't have to play in the next leg, thinking they'd be okay. Yeah. They, they lost. That's yeah, right. yeah. And he was yeah. filming a documentary at the time. Yes. So, and they went out. So, uh, and this time, you know, he's got sent off. They've got, uh, they got to go to City, 2-1 down. Without Ramos. Without Ramos. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure they must have a fairly decent cover because they know how often he gets sent off. Yeah, yeah, or, or else they have to take him off. Mm. So, uh, Ranney, <coughs> partner, Ranney. Yeah. But I, I wasn't, in, I mean, I do like Isco. I've always liked Isco. Yeah. And there was some good moments there from him. Um, but I was I was quite impressed with Man City. I, it, it always seems strange to me when he plays De Bruyne that far forward, though. Mm. Because De Bruyne is the guy that puts yes. in first time crosses and everything. Yeah, yeah. He can't do that when he's the furthest guy forward. Yeah. You know? So. But um, yeah, I, I can see Real Madrid getting knocked out, and Man City, you know, only it's hard. As much as we've said they can't win it because of their defence, I mean, their defence played quite well last night. And Fernandinho is an excellent centre half. You know, if they get Laporte back fit and going, yeah, their, their defence isn't too bad. I mean, Carl Carl Walker's still awful. I mean, he did well keeping their youngster at bay, but again, he was at fault for Real Madrid's goal. Yeah, you know, him and Rodri. Rodri's passing's can be diabolical at times. Yeah. Not as bad as Nightingham Forest, because <coughs> I've watched them a couple of times lately, and I swear you and I have got a better pass ratio than they have, the Forest <laughs> players. They are absolutely awful really? at passing the ball to each other. If they get promoted, they're going to be one of the worst teams to ever grace the Premier League. Yeah. And I'm, on a for- I'm, I'm a Forest fan. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, it's shocking, some of their passing. And, it, and it's not hard passing, it's five-yard passing. Yeah. You know, and I'm not even talking about the intelligence of 
which side of a player to pass the ball to because of the incoming defender hmm. it's just a case of they can't hit them they can't hit the player they're aiming at yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's, it's shocking but um, but no <clears throat> Man-, Man City have a good chance I mean obviously they rested a few players because they've got the cup final hmm. the weekend against Aston Villa and I was very impressed with Aston Villa last week when I watched them play Tottenham even though they lost yeah they played well didn't they they play some good football and yeah. I was thinking I might actually watch this final for once because there should be some good good football Unfortunately, Villa can't defend. So, you know, it's, it does look a little yes. bit. Having said that, in the game against Tottenham, they didn't have their best defender. So, um, we'll see. But you still feel Man City's favourite for the first cup of the season, wouldn't you? This weekend. Yeah. So. It'll be third time they win it if they win it. Yeah. So, so. But um, hopefully it'll be a good game. So, but yeah, there's been <clears throat> Chelsea getting their lesson again. On finishing, yes. So they, are, they, Bayern Munich are very much like Liverpool. They kind of like, bang, we get a chance, we take it. Mm. And Liverpool, you know, you always feel as soon as it, if you see a Liverpool forward closing in on goal, you just think, bang, that's going to be, yeah. it's going to be a goal. You get worried, you know. So and it's not like they're going to tear the team apart. It's just a case of they'll get a chance and they'll take it, Liverpool. And again, I mean, they they had a bit of luck again. Uh, what was the game you played last week? West Ham. West Ham. Two one down. Yeah. One 0 down and two one down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Um, <coughs> no, two, one, uh, two one down. Yeah. Sorry. Two one down. Yeah. And that t- um, Fabianski through the legs. Yeah. You know, goalkeeper's I'd, nightmare. Yeah, and there's been a few of those this season with goalkeepers. <coughs> so I'd like to know how much Jurgen Klopp put aside to bribe all these goalkeepers <laughs> this season <laughs> when he needed it. So because there's been quite too many. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't for, if we'd say luck, you know, and things like goalkeeping mistakes, uh, rash penalties, like, you know, a player really, he shouldn't have bothered making that challenge because the guy was going nowhere, that sort of thing. Mm. If you take those away, Man City would still be in the title race, easily. And you kind of think next season, as much as they're talking about people like Salah leaving to Real Madrid and Mane to Real Madrid again, but I don't think that can happen, isn't it? Isn't there a clause in his contract? Who's? Um, oh no, that's, that must be Barcelona. No, we 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 had a part <coughs> of the Coutinho deal was that if if within the next five years Barcelona want any more of our players, they pay a hundred million euro premium on top of exactly yeah. the yeah. price. So if they want Mane, it will cost about two hundred twenty-five yeah. million. So it's it's always it's Real Madrid that's linked with your forwards, isn't it? Yeah. So um, I think Bayern Munich have been linked with Firmino. Yeah. So and you're being linked with Werner and you know, yes. but um, you you just kind of think, despite, if, even if you've got those three players still at the club next season, um, you kind of think the amount of luck that you've had this season, you know, and you can say well it's teams folding under the pressure, that's why you get the luck yeah, because luck. you know you you constantly you constantly stressing the players that's why they make mistakes. Um, you kind of think they're not going to do the same next season as they've done this season. Mm. It's not a case of, oh, this is the best team we've ever seen. Uh, they'll go on to do this for the next decade. They won't, because what's happened this season will not happen next season with the amount of mistakes that other teams have made against them. Mm. I don't think. I mean, it could happen, but generally speaking, I, d- I don't think it will. Yeah. So so that's got to be worth at least 15 points. But then you say that, <coughs> you look at Liverpool's season last season and then this season, <coughs> there's not much difference between it really, is there? No, but like I said, the, the difference between last season and this season, I mean, we all know Man City have slipped a little this season. Mm. 
through a lot of defensive issues, I think, um, and injuries. But also you've got the fact that um, the amount of extra luck that Liverpool had this season, because they, they are streaking away this season. Why would Liverpool have luck and no one else? I mean, why would you say... Oh, no, no, it's, it's just the fact that the amount of goalkeeping errors and the amount of penalties you've had this season. I'm not talking about the VAR decisions that you've had this season, because you, everybody said, um, oh, Liverpool have had... If it weren't for VAR, Liverpool would not be where they are, which is probably true. But the thing is, you can't blame VAR for that because they work, they work out the right decisions. Man City have not had the you know the best results for VAR this season because apart from I think in the game against Real Madrid when he, he was quite happy to have VAR, but um, it's just a case of but the decisions were correct. Mm. That's the thing. You know, yeah. as much as Pep has been um, on the bad side of VAR and yeah. have been on the good side of the AR, they've all been, they've all been correct decisions. Yeah. So we've got no problem with that. It's the, it's the luck. The, the I think like, goalkeeping mistakes. And like I said, I know a lot of it is down to constant the pressure. pressure. Yeah. I look back now, and, you know, I, I was probably one of the first to moan that Man United used to get too many penalties in the 90s, but. It is because the amount of action that goes on in the opposition area, so you got more chance of getting a penalty because. And everyone, attacking. everyone needs to talk about the luck that United had towards the end of the game in Fergie time, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you have that pressure. You put that pressure on with your players, and you and you attack, and you exert pressure, and something gives eventually. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, I think they they talk about you make your own luck. You know, I think possibly possibly you do, maybe. Um, Regards to Man City, people have seen uh, that they're there to be got at and putting them and putting and City under pressure. Well, there's been so. a couple of teams lately that's had a go at Liverpool, and um, oh yeah, you know they've kind of, you know, teams might say, well, this is the way. To, all it needs is one team to come out with a game plan that works, and the rest will follow suit. Uh, you know, and they might not all win, but they'll cause more problems. I mean, Norwich <coughs> when they played Liverpool the other week. Uh, they lost, yeah. But Norwich played some of the best football against Liverpool I've seen all season in both games. Yeah, they played really, really good football, really well. Mm. They just didn't get there. They just yeah. didn't put it away because because they weren't going for the point and defending for their lives. They were mm. actually trying to play football. Yeah, mm. yeah. And against Liverpool, I've said before, yeah. if you if you you know if you the best way to stop Liverpool playing is to attack them, force the fullbacks back. If they're not yeah. putting crosses in, yeah. You know, because I said, you know, Alexander Arnold's assist rate. This that's incredible. This, did you did you watch the Arsenal versus Everton match at the weekend? I didn't know, but it was a cracking oh. game, wasn't it? First half. Was Have amazing. you seen the goals? Yes. Okay. Did you see Saka's cross? Yes. So finally, he I mentioned his crossing before that game. Yes. How good it was. Yes. And how near. much we'd missed him when he got yeah. injured in the game against Newcastle. And again, that cross that he put in, absolutely superb. Yeah. And he's the amount of assists he's got this season. You he's know. playing out position, aren't he? He is. He's, he's a winger, really, but he's mm. playing at left back. To be fair, Arsenal haven't been tested down that side as much as you know you'd expect. I mean, they're a better unit now. But um, he's, do you think our test so, is making a difference? So definitely, he is. Um, but the, well, Mustafi actually looks like a decent defender now. <laughs> you know, so he, he, I was because I was keeping a close eye on him against um, Everton, and he, and he did quite well. His positioning play, positional play, was a lot better. And of course, he's, he's really good in the air. So, which was, you know, apart, apart from Calvert-Lewin, 
It doesn't matter how good you are in the air. I mean, he re- leaps more than Ronaldo. <laughs> he's, he's, he can... Oh, when he jumps, he's Superman. He can leap tall buildings, yeah. that guy. <laughs> he jumps, you know, this is... Because I mentioned him the other week about... This, uh, for England, if we haven't got Harry Kane and we want to carry on playing the same style, the next English striker similar to him is Calvert-Lewin. Yeah. Now, he's not a great finisher, but, I mean, he's got a lovely bicycle kick against that game and Graham Sunas was rightly said it should have been disallowed for dangerous play even though you know it didn't he didn't catch Louise but really? it was it was up near his head right you know and generally speaking the most of the time I think in Europe that would have been disallowed so but we won the game so I'm not bothered <laughs> Good so, and here's a question for you this we're talking about Arsenal's defense um how many teams do you think have um lost more games this season than Arsenal Norwich sorry no lost sorry yeah everybody yeah how many How many? sorry how many teams have lost fewer games this season than Arsenal than Arsenal or Liverpool obviously so is it you want about Premier League or overall um, how about you go the top four leagues in England and you talk about Premier League oh, you're Premier talking about leagues though aren't you but Premier not, League not, yeah. Championship um, League 1 and 2 League 1 and 2 in, in the divisions, who, how many teams do you think have lost fewer games than Arsenal this season? Don't you touch that keyboard. <laughs> no, Liverpool. Liverpool, obviously. Um, is that it? <laughs> Liverpool in the Premier League, West Brom in Championship, and Coventry in League One. Is that it? They're the, as much as everybody has been slagging Arsenal off this season... You've drawn loads, haven't you? Arsenal have lost six games. And there are only three teams that have lost less than six games this season <laughs> those three teams so wow. <clears throat> um, also and obviously because we're talking about them you'll know this one who is the only team in the top five leagues of Europe that haven't lost a match at all in 2020 Arsenal isn't it I mm. know oh, I, I heard that it's <clears throat> incredible because <laughs> obviously you lost to Atletico Madrid yeah in the, in in the, the Champions yeah, League so you haven't lost in any competition have you yeah and we haven't lost in any competition it's incredible fingers crossed because we're at home to Olympiacos no telling me the score because I'm recording it <laughs> so but it's you know it's and you ask whether Arteta's doing a good job yeah and obviously yeah, yeah the answer is yes he's turned it around yeah yeah so you imagine a couple of transfer windows if he gets the players that he wants mm. then uh, you know <coughs> and he's, he's he's gone different to Emery as well because he um, he played a strong side against Olympiacos in the first leg of the Europa League yeah. and Arsenal won it 1-0 away yeah. from home and not too many teams go to Olympiacos and win no and he's put, he's played a strong side again tonight so he's, he's taking that seriously I mean, I mean it helps the fact that if you're trying to get a system in play for your players <coughs> the best way to work on it is to play them in every game. Yeah, of course, absolutely. Get until they to, until they get, get used, used to it. it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You make Makes a few sense. changes here and there, but generally speaking, <laughs> and going back to Saka, I mean, you know how much the Arsenal fans love Kalasinac. Yep. Um, when he got injured um, and went off, he got his you know warm round of applause. But Saka got a huge cheer when he came on to replace him. <laughs> and this was you know a guy coming on as a sub yeah. in the first half, halfway through the first half. You know, because we know how important. I mean, I'm not saying that I groaned when I saw the team sheet and see Kalasinac was playing ahead of Saka, but you kind of think 
well, who's our creative player? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or creative players, and Saka's one of them. <laughs> you know, so, you know, there's always this wonder of who's makes a late surge to be in the squad for the Euros. Yeah. Yeah. I can't see Saka doing it because he's not been tested as a left-back. But from what he's doing this season, mm. you know. Yeah. I mean, if he ends up playing at left-back for a while, it's frightening to have Saka and Alexander-Arnold playing mm. for England with the, what they can deliver. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if, you, if you've got to fit Harry Kane up front as well, you know, it, it is frightening. Neither yeah. of them can defend. <laughs> Brilliantly, it has to be said. Arnold's got better. <clears throat> yes. Well, you had expected he's to. He's a young lad. You know, he's being coached. Hmm. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's for England's, you know, future, it looks it looks pretty good. So, it does. But I, I just, you know, I've, I've watched a few games this season and... Um, you, you generally there's been a few players like Jack Grealish has come up hasn't he and yeah. it looks like he's going to establish himself Madison hasn't exactly set the world alight but he's he's still going and doing what he was doing you know yeah. the talent's there it's whether Southgate's brave enough to use them yeah and it also it, <coughs> the, the, the question of do you take Kane and he's going to be fit was it three weeks before we leave they're supposed to be cured over from his injury mm. Do we take Kane or do we take someone else? And if we do take someone else, who do we take? The question is, who's the replacement? Mm. If you have a good enough replacement, then you're kind of thinking, yeah, that's fine, we yeah. don't want to risk it. But England, really, the, how many strikers do they have that are good enough? Because you'd say, well, we'll have to play a different style and play Rashford up front. Well, we can't play Rashford either because he's out injured. That's right. Yeah. 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 So, <coughs> no. That is. Right. Raheem Sterling is strong. <laughs> Danny Ings might be Danny Ings, Ings might be the only fit to play English striker by the summer <laughs> know, the way things are and going he, he's, sorry, historically he's got the worst injury yeah. <laughs> him, and, him and Andy Carroll <laughs> yeah. and Andy Carroll like, well we said about the surprise Andy Carroll suddenly plays the last two games of the season for Newcastle yeah. um, can I have a list of all the English strikers we've got yeah uh, uh, there's one Andy Carroll. <laughs> yeah. he's the only one that's fit yes he's so. good at editing the ball well we've got two guys who can cross <laughs> No, I think I think basically it's gonna it'll have to be Tommy Abraham at the moment. Where's um, Calvin Lewin? He's doing well. At As Everton. I mentioned, yeah. So, but is he a you know is he a finisher? And that's what England really need mm. somebody that's going to put the ball in the back of the net. Mason Greenwood. Too early. I, I think it might be the only choice. No, Michael Owen went <coughs> sixteen years old. Yeah, yeah. Theo Walcott went when he was a 16, kid as well, and yeah. he didn't play. No. So he but, went. Um, that's why. Hence why I said. Is the manager brave enough? Mm. That's the difference. Throw with creative talent in there and stop the opposition. Yeah, but that's the difference with tournament football, isn't it? For tournament football, you need someone who will finish those okay, chances. Who, yeah. who would you be know? the best alternative striker for England? Then, if if the fancied one didn't make, fancied ones didn't make it, I wonder how fit Alan Shearer is. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit left field, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, well, out, out the world, Shearing, or? Shearing them. <laughs> so. I, I honestly don't. It's, it's do, do you know who is there? Who's the most prolific striker we've got that's knocking goals at the moment? Jermaine Defoe. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's right. <laughs> However, he's not really playing football, is he? He's playing for Rangers. <laughs> yeah. So, um, congratulations to Rangers. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two two nil down last uh, last leg. Yeah. And then they came back to three, win three two, two, and then one one and nil, then one, one nil away. Yeah. yeah, incredible. So yeah, the first, they're into the last sixteen for the first time since. 2001 I think or 2002 yeah. something like that. Hadji's sorry 2011 or 12 Hadji's doing really well he is yeah. scored a cracking free kick in the first game the third yeah. goal yeah so 
So, right, just kind of getting towards the end of the show, last 10 minutes or so. I saw this article on the BBC website. Go on. And it was about um, poetic phrases in football. Okay. And like phrases that commentators use to describe certain things or whatever. So, if I say them, you could try and you could have a bit of a guess at what they mean or what they're about. Um, (coughs) First one is the corridor of uncertainty. When that phrase is used, I've okay. heard it. I've heard it used. Yeah, of uncertainty. Yeah, <coughs> it basically um, describes a very, very specific area of the pitch, um, and it's kind of straddling the six-yard line in front of the goal, in which the, often the ball is aimed and sole purpose of worrying the opposition keeper into making a terrible decision. So it's just that ball that flies in, and yeah. defenders don't know what to do with it. Goalkeeper doesn't know what to do it. The strikers dive at it. That, be, <laughs> that will be the Tottenham game because um, Alderweireld hmm. was leaving it to Lloris because Lloris started to come and then went yeah. back. Alderweireld didn't get it, scored an own goal. Yeah, that was the Villa game. Yeah, yeah. So um, denied by the woodwork, which is a strangely used phase phrase because the the goalposts are not woodwork and haven't been for a while. <laughs> Quite a while. Yeah. It does, does sound, doesn't sound as good as denied by the metal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Socrates hit the crossbar the other day with a header. Yes. Yeah. Um, a plum. A what? A plum. Finished, like, finished with a plum. That's yeah. it. Yeah. It's yeah. a bit of class, so, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. It just a plum means tidy um, finish. Yeah. Goal neatly, stylishly, and a finish with total authority. Mm-hmm. I've not heard this one before, actually. Plowing a lone furrow. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the striker up on his own. Yeah. He gets no support. It's, it's the uh, nine zero one formation. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. it. Uh, ghosting in at the back post. Yeah, yeah. Robbie Fowler. <laughs> <laughs> so that's basically unmarked. You yeah. yeah. Drifting in and marked at mm. the back. Raheem Sterling, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the world at his feet. Uh, that'll be uh, Lionel Messi. Yeah, messy yeah. type yeah. player, isn't it? Basically, so it means a young player who's got who's yeah. got great potential. Um, potential banana skin. Arsenal yeah. are away to Portsmouth. Yeah, yeah. Baker, uh, Shrewsbury. Yeah. yeah, Shrewsbury for Liverpool last that's round. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Brilliant. Uh, Catalogue of errors. Oh. Arsenal's defence. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier in season. Earlier in season. Yeah, yeah. It basically means that. Uh, a f- uh, Pip playing football. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah there is that. Um, and that's the last one I'm going to do because you don't deserve it. I know, I know it's banter. What? But me having a go at your that's football right. inability. Uh, dreaded vote of confidence. Oh, when the, lo- the the manager on a bad run gets told he's, yeah. he's okay by the chairman. <laughs> I, I'll just go back to my previous saying of, and that's the last time I'm going to have a dig at him because <laughs> he doesn't deserve it. I'll just give you the dreaded vote of confidence. That's I can't it, believe yeah. I did it before you came <laughs> out. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Um, <coughs> the come and get me plea. Player that, looking that, for a transfer. That, that, that would actually reply to uh, Dipham as well. Come and get me plea. That was like, get me out of it. Can, can yeah. you go and pick a player up, or please? You know, <laughs> pick me up on the way. Yeah. But yeah, that's basically, um, let's see. I'm trying to think who wants to move. Alexis Sanchez. Because apparently he's into Milan. I've fed up with him. He's only been yeah. there two weeks. I know exactly. Basically, and they want to get rid. Already, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, disciplinary tightrope. Ramos. We've mentioned Ramos. Yeah, Ramos. Yeah. Ramos, <laughs> <laughs> Ramos style of football. Yeah. Uh, the almighty goalmouth scramble. I think that kind of speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. The managerial merry-go-round. Hey. Forest. 
<laughs> nearly every transfer window at one point, weren't it? Is it? Yeah. Um, on that, before I carry on the next one, um, Pardew is managing Den Haag in yes. the Dutch top division, He's along with Chris well. Powell, I think, or Daryl Powell, which one of the Powells is his assistant. All oh, right. And they won the first game 2-0, and then they've, I think the next five or six they've drawn a couple and lost the rest. And I think they were confronted by uh, uh, 10 or a dozen fans at the at the uh, training ground about uh, obviously being unhappy and stuff. Okay. So. I see that he'd started well. I've obviously not seen it since <laughs> yeah. then. You yeah. saw one result. Um, right, next phrase. Unceremoniously dumped. That'll be Alan Partridge in another couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can be used alongside the banana skin. <laughs> Can be. So Portsmouth has cer- uh, ceremoniously dumped yeah. Arsenal out there. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oi. <laughs> Silence the Boo Boys. Yes. That would be Adebayor against Arsenal running the entire yeah. <laughs> length of the pitch because he scored a goal to silence the Boo Boys. Yeah. Yes. And that was it, yeah. So I just thought it was quite, uh, just quite funny, really. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, can you think of other phrases that you, you only really hear in football, or, or often from commentators? Or well, speaking of commentators, uh, there's a quite a few phrases that I use, but I can't say them on air. No, that's <laughs> right. About some of these commentators, I, right. I just wonder if any of them have ever played football before. Uh, at the end I, of I'm sitting there watching. As good as it is, not <clears throat> and nice it is to have variety and seeing Champions League games on. Um, other formats like BT Sport and what have you, you kind of think that um, they wheel these guys out of cryo freeze to do the game, <laughs> and they haven't watched any other league or any other football since last year right. when they watched the Champions League. Because some of the things that they say is ridiculous, <clears throat> and I, w- I wonder whether you know they've they've watched a game at all. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, at the end of the day. <clears throat> Yes, is, is one yeah. managers use that a lot. I don't give me that game of two halves. For <laughs> what was Ron Atkinson's favourite one? He always used to say it. Not the one that he got sacked for. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Early doors. Early, Early doors. doors. <laughs> I don't know what that means. What does that mean? <laughs> Someone scores early doors. Yeah, scored in the first five minutes. But what does actually early doors literally mean? <laughs> Get get there get get to the get to the nightclub early. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Get to the gig early. Is that's like why. Matinee early the theatre. <laughs> mm. Theatre. Yeah, well, yeah. you get your best seat if you get uh, early doors. But yeah, so, is that what that means? Yeah, I don't probably. know. You know. Um, Trying to think of other phrases that football, either commentators or just, oh, there's so many that you just think really. Well, you get those people who mix ones. mix mix phrases up to create a new one, and they don't they don't realise they've done it, and it just sounds stupid. Yeah. Um, but you won't be able to come up with any other. I can't. I know. Your if you're going to do right. something like that, you should have thought about it and wrote it. All well, down no, I'm just, I'm just thought about it now. I obviously had the 15 or whatever I read out. Your homework for the Ray week Ray. <coughs> is Great. to find out some more phrases. Come out with goal scorers when you do your local reports, <laughs> and um, you know, if come watch, out as, with a few watch as much phrases. football as I can over the weekend and come up with phrases. Actually, watch some football because I keep asking you about certain games you've not watched any. Yeah. <laughs> I only tend to watch Liverpool. I do until they score. <laughs> <laughs> You must switch off fairly or, early then. Or, or fall asleep. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> one of the two. So We need to watch a Liverpool game together. <clears throat> really? And all of it. Okay. Fair enough. So we'll see. I would say, well, my nephew's uh, having a stag party and he's um, going to. we're all going to watch the cup final. Uh, but Liverpool won't be in it, will they? Because they're away at Chelsea in the next round. So uh, That's <coughs> the week, actually. Possibly, yeah. So Depends what side we put out. Yeah. 
Well, that's got to be next week, isn't it? It that's is. That's got to be your next game. Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Well, not so next week. Watford <coughs> away on Saturday. Hmm? Watford away on Saturday and then Chelsea on oh, Tuesday. Right. So Arsenal are not playing this weekend, I think. Aren't they? No, I think their next game is the Portsmouth game. Oh, is it? Yeah, because obviously they play today. So it's a Thursday. So therefore they play on the Sunday. And then, of course, if you play on the Tuesday and the Wednesday, it's mm. probably too many games. But, yeah. But I don't think they're playing at the, at the weekend. Oh, okay. So... That hence why he's probably played his best side tonight. Yeah, yeah. Because they've got a, nearly a week to to prepare. To prepare, yeah. I got uh, <coughs> David Beckham this weekend. Hey, David Beckham this weekend. They've got their first game. Uh, MLS in, Miami. Into, into, into Miami. Miami is their, their MLS debut this weekend. <coughs> it is, yeah. So that's a little uh, look back to uh, next week. Uh, it's been a roll coaster getting it all together. Into Miami. Silly name. I know they have silly names anyway. Silly owner. <laughs> so and it's MLS nobody takes it seriously so they uh, interviewed him on TV tonight and uh, the woman the, the the commentator I can't remember if it was a man or a woman to be honest um, the commentator uh, said uh, have you had a word with uh, Cristiano yet to see if he'll come over and play a few games for you so well, the thing is obviously their season's different to ours different to the Europeans hence why some of the American players have come over or some players that are based in America come over for a few games yeah uh, after they've realised that they've made a mistake retiring too early yeah exactly so <coughs> Ali Ibrahimovic being a prime example he's yeah. now playing for some top side is it? Is he gone to Inter because everybody's gone to AC Inter. Milan AC Milan yeah do we know any of the players that are going to play for Inter Miami Diego Alonso is their manager who exactly um, he was Mon- Mexican side Monterey's manager. He was fired by them in September. Okay. Um, he also spent four years at uh, Monterey's arrivals, Pachuca. So he was a squad. I wonder if he's got any fa- he's got any famous in his squad. Yeah. Well, well that's a bit of homework it, for next week, look Shane, it up yeah. Yeah. Uh, on Aldrin. So anyway, time's caught us up, gentlemen. So thank you very much indeed for your input and... Uh, stories and everything as usual we'll be back same time same place do tune in again next week to pcr sports have a good week and we'll see you next week have fun bye tune in to pcr sports every thursday at 7 30 p.m on pcrextra.co.uk